Welcome to Draft Bastards, a podcast that features four brothers consuming and reviewing craft and microbrews from the New England area, all while discussing the topic of the day. This episode, we'll be diving into a couple of craft beers from Navigation Brewing Company out of Lowell, Mass. We pray to Zeus that these beers will be strong enough as we attempt to recap our 2020 experiences. So put your damn mask on and keep your social distance. It's time for the show. Buenos dias, bonjour, and good tag. Welcome to episode six of Draft Bastards. My name is Jay O'Neill, and I'll be your moderator. With me again are my bro hosts. I got Mikey. Hello. I got Baru. What up? And I got Kev. Yo. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's a lovely Sunday afternoon, and for this episode, we're going to deviate from our normal comfort zone of sci-fi fantasy so that we can review our 2020 experience. Yay. Yeah. The brewery of choice for this discussion is Navigation Brewing out of Lowell, Mass., I had the opportunity to uh, speak with PJ last week, but unfortunately, I was not able to make it down there. Fortunately, Mikey and Kev were able to visit. So before we dive into the review of the worst year ever, (laughs) Mikey, please tell me that the beers you got from Navigation are strong enough to get us through this shit. You know, I believe that they will be. Fantastic. What do we got? So. Uh, Kevin and I went to Navigation Brewery a couple days ago in Lowell, Massachusetts. They're located at 122 Western Ave, real easy to find. Um, it's in one of the big mill buildings that has been repurposed. There's a lot of uh, studio apartments, art studios. I know where you're at. And a brewery. Yeah. 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 Um, you walk in, uh, nice and bright, really high ceilings. I really like the vibe, decorated in a nautical theme. They got the nautical flags everywhere. Couple of buoys and nets hung yeah, up here. And yeah, and the yep. way the bar is set up, if you notice, it was like like in the center, so it was like that uh, the central cabin on like a tugboat kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, there's an obligate food truck out front that smelt amazing that we didn't get to oh, partake in. Really? Oh, dude, the burger. Well, <clears throat> we ran into a, a buddy of mine, and he was getting this burger, and it just looked so good. Oh, so they have a kitchen too? No, in uh, a food truck outside. Yeah. Oh, but you guys didn't get to go to the food truck. No, we did not. No. Sorry to hear that. Time. So uh, one of the, my favorite things that I liked about the um, setup of this brewery is that you could see the the, the brewing process, you know, and I like that kind of open honesty. Like, mm-hmm. like there it is. It's right there. We're making this beer and giving it right to you. You, mm-hmm. you knew you were in a brewery. Like, ah, yeah. Easty. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I've <laughs> seen that at most of the breweries I've been to. Um, to be, uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. Well, sometimes they keep it hidden. Uh, but they got uh, uh, constantly rotating uh, batches of beer. We, I, mm. PJ was telling me if I had come the next day, he would have had new beers for us. And oh, I'm no. really bummed about that. I really like what he did give us. We tried the, uh, which one do we drink? Uh, we had the Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. delicious. Uh, German style lager with uh, honey. Carl, Carlisle honey. Um, so Carlisle honey is produced in Tingsboro, Massachusetts, like a local bee, awesome. bee farm. Oh, that's badass. So he does like a five barrel system where he rotates. He does two beers at a time. Um, there, oh, there was the one we didn't get to try the pepper. 
the black pepper one, yeah. Uh, black pepper porter. Wow. Uh, stout. Stout. Black pepper stout. Wow. Yeah, it just sounded really interesting, yeah. but. I have a do. gut feeling that uh, we'll probably revisit this place. I guarantee we To will. try more of their stuff. Yeah. Guarantee we There's will. a couple we've talked about that I think we will talk about again. Um, and I like the uh, system that they have where they're constantly rotating flavors, but they know a winner when they have one. Yeah. Yep. So they'll bring uh, the winners another, back. Another cool thing that um, you don't see very often, I was talking to uh, PJ about uh, hops. He mentioned, well, what about the yeast? I was so thankful that he said that because no one talks about the yeast. They're always talking about what hops are using and mm-hmm. what hop combinations and when they're hopping and triple <clears throat> hopping. The yeast is as important. Sure. What yeast you're using because, sure. you know, that's the chemical equation that's going into producing your beer. And it does have different flavors and different notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it's going to determine how bready your mm-hmm. beer is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, Peter was telling me, oh, yeah, if you've got an acre of land, you can make some money on yeah. hops. I ordered 12 rhizomes. So Did I'm going to be really? growing six centennials and six cascades. Yeah. Yep. Brilliant. Yep, right, awesome. in the front, right in the front garden, the side of the yard that yeah, I don't yeah. use. You're going to make some beer with them or try to see? Uh, I'm going to give him, my, you know, my neighbor Steve, he's, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. he, he brews, so I want to give him some beer because I really want yeah. a wet hop. Yeah. yeah. I really, a uh, wet hop is when you, um, you basically have 24 hours after harvest to produce an actual wet hop. And it's just such a rare thing because they, they disappear so fast. It's, sure. It just doesn't happen. When you do make them, they're gone. And you have a... You, get them in august september when you're harvesting the hops mm. you mm. know so he's two houses down i'd love to just excellent here's here's you like know I'm already two three pounds of hops to make beer <laughs> i'm already picturing do magic <laughs> i'm already picturing the uh the boxed in garden we can build on that front patch of land so you can have a nice level spot to grow it just so you know these things grow like 20 feet tall if you let them so i'm gonna have to make a trellis um, I already have an idea. Just an A-frame trellis with a line. Is it like a, a vine? They grow like grapes or whatever? Like you can Yeah, kind build, of. Like build. a straight up. Like yeah. Just straight up. So oh. not, it doesn't sprawl out like oh, grapes. Okay. I'm sure it could. But ideally, you want to um, just give it some twine to crawl up. And it just grows like straight up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited I know excited nothing about, about hops, to be honest with you. I've learned a lot in the last two days. Good. Nice. <laughs> you know, I'm super excited about it. That's cool. My man. wife is on board with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, really cool stuff. The ultimate I'm victory. Super excited. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so the rhizomes won't show up until about April because they have to show up alive. So it's like basically okay. like a cut of the root. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate victory. I got permission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not married. You don't know. <laughs> so thank you to PJ and Bob for having us over there. Uh, we're yeah, really thanks, excited PJ. to uh, drink these beers and wallow in our own personal misery about 2020 which what is the first beer oh the first beer uh we're gonna drink the zeppelin yeah let's get to it do we want to try to get the uh timed opening going ready go (laughs) you guys suck did we fail i think so okay i did it right after you (laughs) speak for yourself good job guys 2020 sucks but i'm awesome <laughs> I like the color on this already. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is you know, I read the can like honey. three times and I already forgot what kind of beer it is. It's like a German lager. What is this? Limited batch Zeppelin Bend. Zeppelin like Bend. It. Cool. I'm going to like it. And he gave us uh, three beers to try. Not going to lie. I was looking forward to having a beer today with you guys. Right? How's Dry Cheers. January going, guys? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I made it till the ninth. I didn't do that, so I am not conflicted. 
but I, I made it until we went to much. the brewery. You didn't do what now? Dry January. I made it oh. to the 9th. I made it to January 9th. Oh, congrats. Mm-hmm. I, I had a yeah. day. I made it to the 14th. I'd have kept going, but the show must go on. Yes. That being said, the brewery visit and today will be the only days during January in which. That's cool, man. Really, I, I, I honestly, I didn't do like dry January, but I really haven't been drinking at, like at all during the week and mm. very, very little on the weekends. This weekend that we're in is probably the first one this year that I've actually had some drinks. Friday night I had some drinks with my wife and it was fun. Nice. We had a good time. So I don't taste the honey, but I feel the honey. Does that make sense? There's honey in this? There is, yeah. Like I, I get the honey, the honey right? afterwards. It's not like a part of the flavor profile when you're drinking it, but I'm I'm sensing it after. Mm. I kind of I see what you're saying, Jake. Because when I sip it, I can smell it. Yeah, and it smells like beer. You know, a little bit sour, but you know, good, familiar beer smell. But then you taste it, and you can feel. Yeah, the honey is like soft. Yeah, kinda. it's really good, man. Yeah, this is pretty floral for uh, uh, lager too. Oh, it is a lager. Um, Another shout out to PJ. Uh, Really appreciate the hookup he gave us where not only selected three beers for us to try, but also suggested the order in which we drink them. Oh, yeah. They go from. I like when they do that. Yeah. It matters. A light light start and a heavy finish. It's about the acidity or something, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, the acidity, the weight. This definitely does taste like a German lager. Mm -hmm. You know, um, slight, ever so slightly bitter. But smooth. Really smooth. Yeah. That's really drinkable. Mm hmm. I could I could pound this thing right now. Fucking dry January. <laughs> is that a challenge? Um, I'm right there with you today, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is good. Yeah, I do like <laughs> sipping on that one. So I also just want to say when we um, start talking about 2020 here, yeah, um, we realized that 2020 was very serious for a lot of people, yeah. and that we got off relatively unscathed. We did. Okay, we did. so we're talk. We're not talking about 2020 as a whole. We're not talking about you know, the politics of 2020, we're talking about our personal 2020. And I I don't want to diminish anyone that had a hard time or lost people to COVID or anything, which is, I think we know people that we do that that did that had a lot worse and, you know, knock on wood as of January 17th, Mm -hmm. our bubble has somewhat remained intact. Yeah. We do follow the guidelines (laughs) to the best of our ability. I think, you know, reasonably. I want to start off with when did shit get real for each of us? Keeping in mind that we all had shared experiences, like everybody else in the country, of mm-hmm. having to wait in line at mm-hmm. grocery stores, retail places closed, and so forth. Funny, that that actually is when it got real for me. When you, you know, had to stand outside? When the first time I went to the grocery store, did a big grocery shopping trip. Mayhem? I don't know. No, it wasn't mayhem. It, it was, was quiet. quiet. It mm-hmm. was so quiet. Mm-hmm. But the show um, was masks, and this was right when it first started. So people were wearing gloves. Mm. People were mm-hmm. wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, most people were wearing mm-hmm. masks. <laughs> they they hadn't quite caught on yet. But the lines, like, empty. It looked like a giant bodega with their empty shelves. You know, like everything was gone. It was like crazy. Yeah. And the line wrapped all the way around the entire inside of the store. You know, yep. it was like, huh? It, it, it was it was somber. Mm-hmm. It was. It was very mm-hmm. somber. I don't quiet. think the vibe or what do they call the music. Muzak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was on in the stores. It was, mm. I remember going in there. It was I, just I don't really even recall. Quiet. I was just like bewildered at how the, the, the things like why toilet paper, right? Yeah. 
Just so you never how, uh, how quickly people can fulfill their own prophecies. Yeah. They hear about a toilet paper shortage in another country so that isn't out. even making our toilet paper. So everyone panics and buys all the toilet paper. Now we're yeah. actually out. Huh. <laughs> Self-fulfilling <laughs> profits. All right. Well, but for, for me, it got real in, in January. I, w- I work in retail. So pre-pandemic, part of my job was flying up and down the east coast um every every couple weeks i would go and visit a district in a uh, in a different state and visit those stores and do my thing and i remember uh, leading up to february it, you know late january we were getting emails you know from corporate saying was there any illness or did anybody test positive in the area oh mm-hmm. and then it was one store shuts down another store shuts down and I'm like well, this is getting weird and then uh, mid-february i was in logan uh, about to fly to Virginia, I think. And I had just gotten through security. I got 15 minutes to make it to my gate. No problem. And as I'm walking towards my gate, I get a call from the big boss. And he says, Jay, you're not flying. <laughs> so they grounded everybody uh, in corporate. Nobody could fly um, without express permission from the CEO. That's well, so surreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's pretty real. All right. Yeah get home and I worked remotely for the next month and a half. And then in uh, April I was furloughed. Hmm. Most of the retail locations were shut down at that point. I was furloughed and I didn't know how long that was going to last. That was such a weird feeling. Like I I didn't know four months. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was out seven months, which, you know, we'll get to the stuff that we did during the pandemic, but yeah, shit started getting real for me. I want to say February is, is I knew, all right, this is, Mm-hmm. this is going to be something to remember yeah i think it i think for me it was might have even been a little bit after that i'm in construction so i was just kind of working as usual and listening to things happening on the radio and it, it kind of slowly crept into like our consciousness you know i started realizing it when my wife wanted to talk to me about what things we should buy more of to try to really stock the house and yeah. Believe it or not, TP wasn't really high on the list. I mean, if it's there, cool. If not, I'm not going to buy ten cases of it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but you know, so it was kind of that, like the like the sh- like the shopping, and then like my my wife starting to realize that it's happening because you know this was right when I started to listen to the numbers and you know how they're climbing, and it's like, oh, okay, this is creeping in, and then they started talking about masks. But what really nailed it home is um, I had I had been working in Somerville on a big job for weeks. And I started hearing about, okay, they might be shutting down all of Boston, all of Cambridge, and all of Somerville. And I think Somerville was actually first, and they shut it down like right when I left. And then Cambridge and Boston followed. I think it might be backwards, but whatever. Right around the same time, a lot of Greater Boston was shut down as far as construction. And I think they had shut down a lot of retail and different things, restaurants, like everything was just stopped. You know, that's what really nailed it home for me. And I started uh, getting, it, it didn't end up being that bad, but it, it, it definitely made you think like, okay, this is like really happening. And like, we didn't really know much about the virus itself, what it does, how it spread, who gets it, whatever. Like, we didn't really know. We just knew it was happening. It's coming. They're shutting down like huge multi-million dollar projects, not just a couple, all of them. And it's like, that's a big deal. And that, that really hit home. And then, you know, like at my work too, you know, we sanitize the whole place. I mean, it's a and we and I was there wiping down all the handles and shifters and all the trucks. And this is like really even before it got real bad. You didn't get furloughed, did you? I didn't get laid off at all. I, I during the initial shutdown, my hours, um, like I said, I got a couple of days off and stuff, which I'll never whine about. Uh, I love extra days off, but um, <clears throat> no, I didn't. I didn't get laid off. And pretty much after that initial shutdown, when they started figuring out, okay, hand washing, 
masks, you know, sites are required to have hand washing stations and stuff like that. And they have safety people making sure you're wearing a mask and all mm -hmm. that. So I've, I've pretty much been working Monday through Friday through the entire thing. After the initial, like, kind of getting my bearings, you know, what's going on, it's basically just been watching the tragedies unfold mm -hmm. in the news. You know, my, my experience after the initial few months has been pretty benign. You know, we pretty much uh, keep to ourselves at the house, you know, me mm -hmm. and the wife and the kids, the five of us, we just kind of do our thing. And I mean, that keeps us busy. So we've just been working and, and kind of watching this year, 2021, we can start to see uh, some real improvement and some, and some real action and start to uh, get rid of this thing. Mm -hmm. For real. So. Sorry, Kev, I, I just wanted to quickly tag on that, um, like right when they reopened Boston, most of the city was still pretty much inactive. That was surreal as hell. That was like something out of a Stephen King yeah, movie. Right. Dude, me me driving my truck around Boston, dude, there's no pedestrians. Yeah. There's no cars. Like I know people it's it's strange. Like doing the, sixty the, on the highway. Like the like when you drive down like Boylston Street, those cars are not necessarily a lot of the time people that live there. Those are shoppers and workers and yep. different things like that because People that live the, there park in a garage. There, I've pumped a lot of them. So many people who live behind those storefronts, they have these uh, concrete like turntable things. They mm -hmm. drive in, they hit a button, it turns the car around so they mm -hmm. can drive out. Those are everywhere, and they have double deckers and everything. It's insane. The garage sometimes probably costs more than the <laughs> condo. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but yeah, none of those cars were there. Totally surreal. I mean, you know, tumbleweeds and stuff. That was scary. I'm uh, I'm actually glad you brought that up because that was the moment it started getting real for me. Mm -hmm. i kind of been an introvert my whole life, so this was the furlough at first was like yeah stay home i can i got i can handle this i'll game all day i'll kevin i went through a gin phase <laughs> drink a lot of gin <laughs> in a so short amount of time <laughs> <laughs> i'm still recovering from but uh when they called me back to work in may i just remember being blown away by how empty the highways were oh yeah it's like because I've been I've been commuting in or around Boston for pretty much my whole working career. That that commute sucks. It does. Early early enough in the morning, you can beat the traffic. Afternoon, there's no way around it. A forty minute drive is going to take you at least an hour and a half, if not two and a half hours. Yep. Especially in the summer. And mm -hmm. suddenly, including most of the time now, I'm doing the speed limit on the highway. Well, a little more than the speed limit, but I'm going highway speeds to and from work. One of the few benefits of the uh, pandemic this year. I was pro-plague for a long time before that, just for this reason. And I'd, I'd like to say I feel pretty vindicated <laughs> right now. was everything you hoped and dreamed it would be? <laughs> that part, yes. Another uh, belief of mine was also proven. Having seen weekend drivers when traffic was a normal thing, I thought traffic jams were always a necessary evil because mm -hmm. of how people drive when they have room to drive. And I've also been vindicated on that belief because people are driving so much worse now. This has permanently affected the way people drive. Mm -hmm. Man, there's wow. people weaving and passing me, doing 90 on the right, 90 on the left. It's crazy, and that's just the way people drive now. If the speed limit was 100, they'd want to do 120. I noticed that, too. I was coming here, and this is Sunday, and nope, it seemed like nobody was doing better than 60 miles an hour. Hmm. Yeah. I got the exact opposite thing coming home. I was doing 80 in um, like the middle lane, and there's just people whizzing by me on either side. Well, to be honest, like if you're, I think if you're within like two or three miles of the 495 93 junction, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a notorious area for Stady, so that's probably why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, we still get that. It, it's, it blows my mind to see how people react to speed traps now that they can drive at full speed most of the time. So people will be doing 70, 80, which. 
which is fine if everyone's driving responsibly. Yeah. But then they slam on their brakes to slow down to 50 or 45 in the fast lane because there's a stadium on the side of the road. Like, Well, that's kind of the other thing that I've noticed. They don't even slow down anymore. It's like, ah, I'm just doing 80. He's not going to pull me over doing 80. And well, that it's should kind be of true because now he's looking yeah. for the people that are doing 90, 95, 100. So during the spring and the summer when things were relatively bad, do you think Stadies might have been a little bit reluctant to pull people over because I th- of the I think pandemic? they were for, for a number of reasons. One of the big ones was like inspection stickers because those places were all shut down for a long time and people couldn't get out. As far as uh, speeding, I mean, yeah, they were probably looking for other things. Yeah, they. I don't think they wanted to get that close to somebody. You that know, too, yeah, sure. They got enough shit on their plate right. without having to worry about getting corona from everyone driving <laughs> 100 miles an hour. At that, <laughs> it, in those moments, an expired inspection sticker does, suddenly doesn't seem like a big deal. I may or may not have a car in my driveway that the inspection <laughs> sticker expired in September. There you go. <laughs> I always find a way to take care of my shit. I haven't had a problem with I kind of feel bad for our listeners. We're all talking about 2020. We sound like 2020. Rebel, (laughs) rebel. Fucking the year sucked. All right. Let's drink this beer and wake up. Uh, On a personal level. Yeah. I had a good year. Dude, Mm -hmm. we had so many fires at Mm -hmm. night, like in our our bubble circle, you know. Um, I wish I had more of that. I didn't come to your house enough. I built some. You didn't. You were working. We were drinking gin. (laughs) You live far away. I actually had a good year, too. My wife and I had a very good year. You did, very, yeah, yeah. very busy. I got a new truck this year. You got a new truck. Yep. I finally Kev- got a nice vehicle. Kevin yeah. and I both got new trucks this year. That's right. Both Chevys. We don't fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> We're big boys. We need big trucks. <laughs> I, I've always felt the same way as you, Baru, about the nice big four-door sedans, the Grand Marquis, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the uh, Crown Vicks. Uh-huh. But now that we've had vehicles where we don't have to crouch yeah, yeah, down yeah. to get in and out, I can never go back to that. Yeah, there's no no doubt. I'm going to be a truck owner the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> if I get a Mercury Marauder someday, it's going to have a lift kit just so I don't have to <laughs> yeah. get down. Get a low, running get board on it. <laughs> I want exactly. a Cybertruck. Yeah. Is that the like Tesla. an actual thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, the Tesla. For, was it electric? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing more of those. Uh, I think Massachusetts just pass something through that by 2035 they want all new vehicles sold to be electric love it that's that's a lot to ask i think it's a big ass but it's it's kind of going that direction yeah we it's can the do right it. direction to go you know i will enjoy my v8 truck for as long as i can yeah absolutely. And as long as i can afford to fuel it if the day comes or they tell me hey you can't drive this anymore here's an electric truck okay they do fine I've seen the yeah. specs on these things. I'm all for the movement towards alternative energy. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see some future shit. I am too. I, I do get concerned because, I mean, I the kid who grew up in the 80s and 90s, and he likes his gasoline engines, you know. Uh, so do I, I. Like, I like my big V8. I don't think they're going to disappear. Yeah. So do I. Just like, saying, we're, we're talking no more making generations. No, I, I know, but I'm just, I know it's going to happen too. And I, and I keep getting concerned about, like, the horsepower and how much power. But, but I mean, you know, the, hopefully Wait, the they get it where it's not vehicle? like – Huh? You're concerned about the horsepower of an electric vehicle? Yeah. I don't know anything about them. Man. They're monstrous. Destroy um, combustion engines. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's, there's so much torque. Because <clears throat> okay. it's just, it's an electric motor. It's just, go. it's, a, one, I, it's I one motor no per wheel. Oh. Bro, I, I just went from videos. skeptical to interested. I got, I'll send you some videos after this. You can't be a Star Wars fan and not <laughs> want future stuff. You can't be like, I love Star Wars, but. Give me a diesel. I'm, I'm like, come on. The, the exception <laughs> is sitting right across from you. I'm. There, there's certain parts of me, obviously, that love sci-fi. But dude, I, I, 
I like my flannel shirts and gasoline engines, man. <laughs> Fair enough. So I guess, like, you Fair know, enough. don't get... Wait a minute. Have you seen the cockpit of that Tesla Semi? No. Dude, spaceship. I believe it. I was just going to mention how they have, like, the automated electric trucks, don't they? Yeah, so I, th- I think that's a, that's a fair middle ground. Like, all right, we're not going to... We're not going to illegalize or criminalize combustion engines, but, but it will we're, be not gonna make, we're not going to make them anymore. That's cool because then, like, like if I wanted, I could like keep my truck and eventually have like antique plates on it. Or exactly. I just kind of like you know, gas is going to be harder and harder to get. Yeah, that's cool. There's only so much dinosaur blood to burn. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, look at the past year with the with the pandemic uh, globally. What a an excessive twenty uh, percent drop. In, emis- in CO2 emissions. It's mm-hmm. not crazy. I feel like we're having that uh, humpbacks in the Hudson moment from uh-huh. Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Endgame. They're trying to trying to find the plus side of half the world being killed off. <laughs> so that's how it got real for us. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when when uh, when UFC for the sixth time yeah. canceled Khabib and Tony. Yep. Wait, did they buy an island so they can go and fight on an island? Yeah, but then Tony lost to someone else, and now the and Khabib's retired. The fight just Tony who isn't there anymore? Ferguson. Oh yeah. What'd you guys do with your extra time in 2020? You know, did we accomplish anything? I will tell you, my first month, I was like, "All right, I I don't know when I'm going to go back to work, so I am going to continue getting up at six in the morning. I'm going to try and keep my schedule the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get up and do stuff." And I started with cleaning the garage. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing yard work. And then I stopped waking up at six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally natural. I got real, I definitely got really complacent. You know, yeah. uh, I, I, I had way too much downtime that I really, in hindsight, didn't utilize as much as I should have. I have not touched a musical instrument since March. I like literally, I have not touched my bass. I have not touched any of my guitars, nothing. The piano. Because everybody's home. Mm, I get it. You know, every, I don't have this moment well, where I could just go and play my guitar. I, I, even if I wanted to go downstairs and put my headphones on and jack in, like not for I, nothing, Mike. I, someone definitely needs me right now. Mm-hmm. Not for nothing, Mike. You're, as far as work and time availability went, you only got like an extra twenty hours a week because of this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But well, here's the other part of this: like um, work short, I, hard hours. I have never ever in my life suckled from the government teat before mm. until i got furloughed it was yeah, delicious you know wasn't it i you know see what? the appeal yeah it was i definitely see the appeal this it was money a- for nothing kind of thing like not only getting the stimulus but getting like the unemployment I and mean, what were we getting like an extra 600 dollars yeah. on top of the unemployment yep. it's like what the like yep. you, you, we can't just keep printing money like this <laughs> it, this is gonna backfire eventually <laughs> i uh i did a lot of home improvement you did. And, I, did some home and improvement. I, I used I used that money. I was like, all right, I guess yeah. I'm gonna build stairs. <clears throat> Kevin came over, we we yep. built some stairs. Hey, we, Kev came over, we, we fixed my front deck. There we go. So <laughs> many people did that same exact thing. And um I did a lot of residential work after those uh initial shutdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And the residential guys were like well, I mean, keep in mind, they were I mean, loving it. All the vacations that you had to cancel. You know, we we all we had to cancel our Disney trip that we had planned. That was going to be fucking epic. Uh, that was a big one. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it still hurts me that we had to cancel that because that that just would have been the best time. It hurts me, but I'm kind of excited because if we had done this trip, I would not have been able to see the Star Wars exhibit. So this kind of gives me a second chance to replan 
and include that. Part. Ah, that's right. Yeah, because you yeah time off. Yeah, I was of... not able to get the extra two days. Oh, we would have. I want to talk about it. Yeah, a, a little <laughs> a little bit of color that. here though. I mean, all right. So we had make we started making plans. I think in 2019, where the four oh, this brothers all booked and paid for. All... Yep, the four yeah. brothers represented here and their families. We were all going to go to Disney in uh, April. Mikey, was it April? Yep. In April of 2020. Yep. Everything, we booked everything. We booked flights. It was all going to work out. We were going to watch Khabib and Tony fight in our heart, in our hotel. The stars had aligned. Everything was coming together. 2020 was, was, I was supposed so, to be the year. Yeah, 2020 came so and said, stay down. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to cancel everything. Luckily, we got some we got some money back. 2020 oh, yeah. busted. Did I just catch you having fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, you reallocate that money to, to do home projects. I built a couple of gardens around the house. Not that it cost any money, but Liz and I, or mostly Liz, carved a path down to the water in my backyard. And also, it turns out, guys, I got a beaver problem. You sure you do. You really do. Bees, I we, love having them. We had a couple beers. <laughs> By that fire, I just during the summer <laughs> where it's nighttime, brew just the the crackling of the fire, and then you hear crash and douche. Mikey one night grabbed a rock. I just want to, and he threw it over the side of the hill just blindly, and all the movement down in the river just stopped. Right. He may have knocked don't, out a beaver. Don't let him fool you. This is eagle eyes, man. He could probably see that beaver down there in the Dude, dark. This was on the other side of the trees. He this was, was using like echo location. It was a blind throw. Over trees. Totally blind throw. He used his bat vision. I just want to show up to Mike's house one day and like see him in like a fisherman's hat with like with like a like a rake or something. And he's gonna be like, I have a beaver problem. <laughs> to catch the beaver, you have to think like the beaver. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Could you do that for me on my birthday, maybe? Absolutely, 100%. Great. I was already I want you to it. be Bill Murray uh, on my birthday. <laughs> so, what else we got? What are we doing? These beers are almost done. I'm, I'm ready for the gone. next beer. Um, do you want to push pause on this and grab the next beer, and then we'll dive into whatever we're going to dive into? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's do that. Be right back. Stuff, too. That was at my house, right? Yeah. Five mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. later. <laughs> All right, we are back, and uh, we have new beers. And we are finally. And on top of the new beers from Navigation, Mikey brought us some Romeo y Julieta little short Churchill's uh, cigars that we're going to enjoy with this uh, Navigation IPA. This room is going to get so smoky. Mm-hmm. It's going to be gross. It's going to be Three, gross. two, one. We didn't even talk about the beer yet before we opened it, but this is uh, Navigation's Uncharted IPA Giveaway Vessel, 6.8%, and I'm excited. Smells nice. This is one he was saying was like a West Coast IPA, right? I believe so. I know Brew's excited about that. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Look at that. Mm, Clear amber. So I'm holding this a good... That's pretty clear. That is pretty. This is a good two feet away from me, and I can smell it from here, so that's good. And we finally get to use tulip glasses. Yes, we do. I got these for Christmas. That looks awesome. I love when you can smell your IPA and it smells like a forest floor or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I love it. <clears throat> Look at that foamy head. It's like styrofoam. I couldn't quite fit it all in the in the uh, glass, so I'm drinking it out of the can. This is pretty meaty and uh, just what I need on a Sunday afternoon. Nice, uh, slow IPA. 
All right, now I can take a sip of my IPA. My cigar's lit. Oh, that's good. I may end up changing my mind about one of those cigars. I don't usually smoke cigars, but sometimes. I think some sometimes you gotta This is a small room, so I'm pretty sure you're gonna be smoking one no matter what. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So I'm getting grapefruit off of this bad boy. I don't know if that's actual grapefruit or if that's just the amount of hops. This is definitely double hop. This is a thick, meaty, that's chewy, yeah. Stinky IPA. And it's really good. It's nice and cold. It does yep, show. love it. What's this color? That that's actually a pretty dark color. Yep, it's an amber. This, this, this yeah. is a heavy, mm-hmm. heavy IPA. Totally drinkable. But I mean, it's I'm definitely. I'm trying to think of the words to describe it, and I just keep going West Coast IPA. <clears throat> I don't know if this aren't the West Coast. Yeah, not not. I'm not getting a lot of bitter from it. No, I like that. It's very drinkable. I don't mind bitter. <clears throat> it's just a heavy. I don't either. I I love. Neither do I, but I appreciate it when it's not. I love bitter, crispy, piney. Yeah, right. it doesn't have to be better doesn't have to be but if it's balanced <laughs> out i'll take it this room is already so smoky no you're right that smell is enough <laughs> i'm good speaking of disgusting rooms your bathroom down here yeah. reminds me of the fight club bathroom <laughs> <laughs> it's a basement bathroom it's i don't a know basement what you want bathroom. i feel like i'm in fight club <laughs> see when i when I saw that movie, you know, I was young enough where like I had these like romantic fantasies about eventually being able to have my own place and have the bathroom that was as disgusting as that, so I could like you know trim my fingernails with no shirt on in the bathroom <laughs> and pretend I was hard ass. Spit out that tooth that's been bugging you. Yeah. You know when I when I first started jujitsu, I actually had that Fight Club moment where you I was actually it. like keeping up with my nail yeah. with my fingernails and my toenails and. Yep. I had I had this I had a very similar experience because you know our friend uh, Toad signed me up and he had been doing it for a few months or something uh, before I got in there and, and the day of my very first class this is almost ten years ago now he texted me he's like make sure your toenails and fingernails are short and I texted back badass you know? <laughs> and, I, and I went home and like happily like you know trimmed everything and like mm-hmm. shaved my head probably and like tried to go in there and you know got my ass kicked for the next year and a half of course yep. i always get your ass kicked but i mean you know it's constructive ass kicking it's a humbling experience no, yeah 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 it's it's yeah if anyone doesn't know what jujitsu is just go find out just go do it so you know how beer kind of pairs with uh food really well certain foods yeah this cigar and this beer i'm enjoying it are a couple of yeah. mighty flavors yeah yeah and they're really complementing each other they are indeed I have to say, I mean, it's a total preference thing, but I mean, between the first one we had, this, uh, this what was it, ale or a lager? The lager. And this IPA, I mean, I'm definitely preferring the IPA. This is, a, this is a big, flavorful IPA that kind of forces you to take your time with it. Mm-hmm. It's good. This Not because it's strong, but because it's, like you said, it's meaty. Mm. It's got weight to it. Mm-hmm. To never doing time. Cheers, Never boys. doing time. Cheers. Never right. been in the back of a cruiser. Oh, I can't uh, cheers to that. <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh. I can't cheers to that. Which one? Never been in the back of a cruiser. <laughs> oh. I actually have been too, but it was just, it, it, I wasn't being uh, processed or anything. He was just driving me up to the road to the rest of my friend. This was back in the late 90s, early 2000s when weed was extremely illegal. Mm-hmm. It was like automatic, yep. arrested, fine, yep. jail, whatever. I mean, they could have arrested fact, us. He used to get in trouble for weed. Isn't it cool that? In a few generations, that's actually going to be a thing. People are going to be boggled by the idea that people used to get arrested for this. It's, well, it's you a think few of all the great movies sure. that came out of prohibition. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 
all those all those old school classic gangster films mm-hmm. you know didn't jonah jonah hill made some movie about the 90s but i didn't catch it did you guys no see it i'm sorry i don't remember the name of it but i, I believe he directed it okay um i'm into it yeah i'll find it netflix probably netflix <laughs> I guess that kind of veers onto a topic I want to bring up in regards to 2020. So, how um, how the theater industry and the movie industry as a whole was impacted? Yeah, I'm actually yeah. really happy with the results. I like direct to TV because going to movie theaters is dumb. I <laughs> I like it for different reasons. I like the big push that miniseries and full fledged series are getting now. Mm-hmm. That may not have had the kind of steam or the kind of budget and resources that they would have had in a like popcorn the, blockbuster era rather yeah. than trying to cram a story into a 90 minute film yep they hey we're trying like, to boost hey. up a, spe- a streaming service let's stretch this out and tell the whole story we can make this okay whole story. I, I like that too i like all that too but uh i actually disagree <laughs> with mike i actually do enjoy going to the theater very much especially for like big blockbuster films like i'm, I'm not going to go to Lows to watch like the newest rom com or whatever, but like, you know, if a Lord of the Rings or a Star Wars or I'd be so, something big comes out, I want to go to the theater to see it. And even though we've been getting these great shows, and I I don't know about you guys, but like I've spent most a lot of time this weekend like looking for new movies to watch, mm-hmm. and I actually did find a really good one that I can mention in a second. Mm. But um, there's actually a lack of blockbusters. Most stuff is very low budget, couple special effects type stuff. Yeah, you know, suspenseful horror movies. Yeah, they're not able to. It's stuff I'm not interested in, man. There's a lot of rehashed plots and things, and I was just I don't care about. So, what was our big blockbuster recently? That was supposed to be a blockbuster. Wonder Woman eighty four. Wonder Woman eighty (laughs) four. And Kevin and I (laughs) need two hours of our lives back because of that. Two and a half. Two and a half hours. What about me? I don't get that back. I can give you it back um, if you watch a movie called Nineteen Seventeen. I love 1917. Oh, you watched it? I still haven't seen it. I've I've seen it like three times. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just watched it earlier this week, but I fell asleep during part of it towards the end, and then I caught the ending, so then I watched it again. You fall asleep during a movie? I know. So then I watched it again with my wife, and like, it's an incredible movie, 1917. If you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and watch it. Great uh, World War One, The World War One movie, where it's actually one continuous shot. They just follow the guy. It's not, the whole thing isn't one continuous shot, but it's almost like that. Yeah, there's like two breaks. Yeah. Really? It's like, it's a super artistic movie besides that. The sets, the characters, the costumes, the mm-hmm. effort that went into this. One of the I best movies I've seen. About it. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't talked about it before, but anyways, it's it, one of the, it was refreshing. As I may have hinted, I don't have a ton of time for movies and things, so I'm looking for big blockbusters. So then I found this one, watched it, loved it, watched it twice. I ended up uh, rewatching Band of Brothers a couple of times. I watched it every throughout uh, the course of 2020. See, one of these days I'm going to do that. Um, Band of Brothers. I I went out, bought the whole thing at, at a nice used price, right? Yep. Took DVD set home, watched the whole thing. I watched it once, oh. so I, and I loved every second of it. Yeah. But I've only seen it once, and yes, I'll probably go back. And- There's uh, two moments in cinema that can get your man Jay weepy eyed. One of them is the end of The Return of the King when they go up to the hobbits and at the very end and you they say, my no friends, one. you bow to no one. I don't care what part of the movie I came in at. I just get a little lump in my throat every There's single one. time. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> that that kills me. Then the other one is Band of Brothers and it's at the very end 
when they're interviewing everybody and they're actually oh, revealing yeah. all the yeah. names. Oh, I love yeah. that. And I, Major Winners is there, and mm-hmm. he says, you know, you know, Grandpa, were you a hero in the war? And he oh. says, no, but I served in the company of heroes. And that just, boom, oh, man, right in the throat. So love it every single time. Hitting me. Yep. You think you know strength until you talk to some of these guys? Yeah, yeah. for real. They Ugh. were kids. They were kids. That was one thing about 1917 I mentioned to my wife uh, that they did such a great job with. is like uh, the casting and the acting and like the portraying these people as they were then. Someone who lived in 1917 or a soldier fighting in that war was mentally so much different than a young man is today, uh, for better or for worse. And, you know, I just thought they did a great job kind of portraying that. You know, these guys are given a harrowing, almost, not quite suicide mission, but almost... And they just don't think twice. They just go. Yeah. They they just go and they and they get it done. I have a little piece of World War One upstairs. Um, I have our great grandfather's jacket. Oh yeah. He was an engineer. That's badass. Nana had a few things. That's the one she gave it to me. Yeah. yeah. It. Uh, he was a small man. Can't fit into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had those in our family. Yes, we did. Yes, we oh. did. Our grandfather was a fucking giant. Yes. Yes. Grandpa. Grandpa. Hey, Sancho to Grandpa. Well, we do drink. We, we do, do drink. drink. Man, this IPA is good. Do we get more of these? No. That I is, know. This that, is going down a lot faster than I wanted it, it to. It really is. <laughs> we just talked about how being mature and just sipping in. <laughs> we do drink. Yeah, that's our house words. <laughs> we do drink. For, any, uh, for any, any Thrones enthusiasts out there. Oh, is that the words of our house? Let's get home before this kicks in. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, so good. That's so funny. We were up at uh, your uh, <laughs> yeah, tell your story. lake house in Winnipesaukee. Yeah. And um, uh, Peru and his family rented a three-cabin deal, and we went up for a night. Great time, by the way. Thanks. Great time. Thank oh, you, Peru. Oh, man. It was the best while you guys were there. I wish you never left. Yeah, we had a hard night of drinking. And then the next morning, I was just trying to get my bearings. You know, a little bit of hair of the dog, and you guys are pouring, what was it, tequila? You had this great Maybe. tequila that you liked. Like, this is yeah. a good sip of tequila. Let's shoot it. Yeah. So you start pouring shots. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. It's 9.30 in the morning. Can I please finish my beer before we start shooting tequila? <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're, when you're camping, man, I mean, all bets are off. Yeah. You know, I'll have a, a coffee in one hand and a beer in the other and a shot before lunch. I mean, hey, you know, my vacation. I'll take a nap and then wake up and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is something that's pretty commonplace when we do our little... uh adult camping trips you know oh, yeah mikey actually gets up there and it's like yeah mikey's here and he will sleep oh that's all sleep. day mm-hmm. just best all sleep day in the world yeah yep. you know sleep and in then a it's tent in a shady spot i know you can't beat it especially if it's nice and cool sometimes the sun will kill you man oh absolutely yeah you gotta find your spot you gotta yep. know which way is south exactly avoid that yeah yeah <laughs> don't set up your tent on a hill kev Remember when you fell off the cliff? Oh, I remember. <laughs> yeah, so taking a drunken stumble, as I'm one to do. It wasn't a cliff. It was like a four-foot drop onto, like, rocks and water. Yeah. I just stood up. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> go put on dry clothes. They're dirty. They're dirty. They're dirty. Are they fucking dry? <laughs> so, hey, I know, um, I know we're kind of uh, wrapping up our 2020 experiences a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. But I have a... I have a I have a question for you guys. Go for it. Do you think the year could have gone any differently? Uh, a, a million different ways. By our own decisions or somebody else's? I'm wondering if the COVID experience for Americans could have been shortened. It could have. Um, three or four weeks of tough love 
it could all be over. Three or four weeks of staying in your fucking house. National Guard is going to come and drop off your necessary supplies. Deal with it. We're done. Treat it like a natural disaster. I'm all for those kinds of extreme measures. A lot of people aren't. I think anything would have helped. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's just me or if it's just the way it's mixing with the cigar. This IPA tastes like candy right now. It's delicious. I think what it is is after drinking um, three quarters of your second pint, everything is awesome. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I'm probably Mm going to take a trip back there to get more. So you can't really get this stuff on the market. You've got to go to the brewery. You've got to go to the source for this. They do not distribute. Or they not distribute uh, outside distributors. I might have to make a trip to Central Mass at some point for uh, some of these. We're going to have to start driving. Yep, eventually. That is the thing. Yeah, no, eventually. I'm more than happy to do it. Like I said before, I hardly ever drive my new truck. So (laughs) I'll pick you guys up. I'll be DD. I don't care. We'll go. go. Deal. (laughs) Hey, so what else did we do that was awesome this year? Um, I started playing guitar more. Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm jealous. It's it's weird because like... uh, for some reason, like I've always liked video games, right? But like they've never been a huge part of my life, really. Well, they have, but you know, in, in weird phases. But then, like, for some weird, stupid, fucking asshole reason, in my 30s, I started playing tons and tons of games. That's starting to. It's a new midlife crisis. That's Recede. starting. That's starting to come back a little bit, which really? is it's about fucking time, right? Like, whatever. I like games. I, I'll always like games, but I've started playing guitar more. Like, I'm, I'm in like pretty decent shape considering my age i did try and get in shape this past summer and for a minute i was looking pretty good i ended up hurting my elbow i don't even know what it was i also did that yeah oh yeah you tore your bicep yes that sucks (laughs) i went the uh route of the sloth this uh for the summer of 2020 i was doing great i was doing the keto thing and it was working really well it was and then i was like what's the point what's the (laughs) nothing matters everything sucks look at the world you should call me when you start thinking like that right one of the many things i i regrettably didn't bring up during our zombie episode one of the you know zombie survival guides that i read was frequently mentioning how important it is to be in shape before the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Because if you're out of shape when shit hits the fan, you're not going to last that long. Unless you got lots of ammo. At the yeah. beginning of this, back in February, March, April, how hard it was to find ammo. Mm. Oh, it still is. I, I, I got guys at work talk about it all the time. And how expensive it's it crazy. got. Yeah, they can't find shit. Yeah. I had to buy this cheap disgusting russian ammo where you got to clean your piece every time you shoot because it's just like it's nasty you can smell it on your hands it's just gross and grimy yeah yeah i think this is going to be the year i finally get some firearms i get a guy that wants to take me hunting oh you're in massachusetts it's not going to be easy i'll figure it out i already got my moved to new hampshire the first the first go to cbs first step is already done (laughs) (laughs) i'm ashamed i haven't learned it already it's not like i didn't have people who could teach me i don't know i can't explain it but it's like next level fishing, though. I mean, you're just standing there, but without cracking beers all day, except for moose hunting. Uh, I lived in it northern Maine for a hot minute, and uh, moose hunting, to my understanding, involves a pickup truck sitting on the back of it and blasting ACDC and drinking beer all day and wait until a moose just walks by because they are not scared of you. Moose doesn't taste good either. No, I, I don't care I what you say. I wouldn't really want to eat a moose, to be honest. Yeah. It wouldn't be my preferred dinner no 
I, I love venison. Venison is delicious. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Bear oh, is weird. What? Bear is weird. I've had it once, and it was amazing. But we went really? through a lot of trouble to cook it. Yeah, you have to. It, it must it, have been black bear. It is weird. It's very gamey and dry. It was very gamey. But you have to. Uh, we had a we had a roast, and you wrap it in cabbage. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You wrap it in bacon and cabbage. You uh-huh. cook part of it with the cabbage on. Then you take the cabbage off to crisp the whole thing up. And it was actually. It was really good, but it's like so you cook it then sear it. Yeah, it's like it's like pot roast, but way more intense flavor. You know what I've come to appreciate? Bison. Bison's delicious. No wonder we ate all those things. Bison's good. (laughs) My town does a thing where we do a pig roast annually. You walk up and you pay a certain amount to whatever, and you get your thing. My daughter walks up and she gets to the. It's her turn. She's like, "I want the stomach," and the guy's like, "Oh." Saving that for me. <laughs> Gives it to her. And I had a bite of mine and like it was good. Pig roast good. I had a bite of hers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Pork Stomach is where thing. it's at. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. Nice. So good. Nice. Stomachs and cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> good to know for next time. So what do we got? We're on to the uh Navigation Brewing Company's winter warmer. Woo! Which is a big fat ten percent beast. I can't wait to taste it. Woo! We Thank you. Poured it in the flight glasses because it's ten percent. Thank you. And we already had two beers. Yes. <laughs> can I taste it now? I love Sundays. <laughs> Cheers. We can I can't it. smell this one anymore. No. Because the room is filled with cigar smoke. Okay. That does not taste like a ten percent. That doesn't taste that like ten percent. Spiced joy. What wow. am I drinking? What is this? Well, Besides I can taste it. winter warmer, what is it? I can taste it, but I can't smell it. This tastes like. Brown sugar, cinnamon, and champagne. Oh my God! Somebody pull out a phone and tell me what this beer is about. It's really what good. Is this about? I gotcha. It's really good. I'm exaggerating with the champagne, but it's very bubbly. It's got like this thin. Yeah, this is light. This is almost reminds me of like a mead this and is like a almost, um, almost and a very strong ale. Uh, like it's it's it, yeah. It's what the heck's going on here? And beery. This is good. It's complex. I this like is it. a. This is not what I was expecting from something with winter on the label. I'm pleasantly surprised. You said this is ten percent. See, I didn't know. I actually missed it somehow. I didn't know this was a winter one coming up. But I drank it. I'm like, oh, that's a winter beer. This large beverage uses six different malts plus demerara. What demerara? Okay. Sugar. Whatever it is. That's your sugar. I said yep. sugar. Generously hopped and dry hopped with five different varieties and fermented with a huge dose of London extra special bitter ale yeast. Right? The yeast matters. Okay, the yeast matters. I'm just wondering why it has so why it's almost. We tried fizzy. the first one. The lager, you know, lager was good. Nice smell to that one. IPA, gushed about that. Nice. This is gonna be the the show stealer because This is your kind of beer. Because yeah. of the well, this is this has two layers to it. It's got it's got that sugary layer, Ooh. yeah, and then it's got the more yeasty, yeah. ale-y, right? lagery layer. Underneath. I wouldn't call it bready, but it's close. Mm. This is like a dessert beer. Mm. I'm glad that uh, PJ suggested this would be the last one. Yep, man, those are stuff. They really like what they do. They yeah. they all seem yeah. really happy. That's a good. That's a good. The like, website is great too. Check out their website if you haven't. I will. We okay. said that about uh, Kelson too. Yeah. Well, you know, we're drinking, and you're just thinking to yourself, "This is so good," and you just end up saying, "These guys know what they're doing." Yeah. Because <laughs> like masterclass, you can taste it, right? It's, it's gonna, you know, I think the best ones are gonna have that that separated layer of flavor. You know, you get yeah. the smell, and then two layers of flavor. 
Yeah, if I'm drinking your artwork, I can tell if you work there yeah. or if you love what you do. Totally, yeah. This has this <laughs> yeah. is love and craftsmanship all over it. Yeah. My wife would like this very much. This is actually quite good, but I'm glad we put it in the uh, small flight glasses. glasses. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, strong. I'm so glad we put it in these, you know, small glasses, because now we have the, three more beers. This is, that's not the point, Burrito. That's not how this works. Yeah, this stuff yeah, is... Yeah, but you uh, see the smile? Yes. <laughs> the The flavor of this beer is not indicative of how strong it is at all. Correct. No, that's the probably the dangerous part. If I remember correctly, PJ mentioned that their winter warmer was something that came around once a year. Uh, I love that. I believe, as do most of their beers, they kind of rotate. Uh, what was the other one, other brewery that never brews the same thing twice? They just kind of keep rolling. Oh, Bearwolf. Bearwolf. Or not yeah. never brews, but yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. And I like the idea of having that flagship. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, flagships are nice. Yeah, a flagship beer is is good but it's but i'm finding out i don't want to have your christmas beer available all year i'm learning right now that it's not necessary you know having the flagship i like being able to have that that go-to that familiar flavor but after doing a couple of breweries that do a really amazing job rotating out it's really cool that that's not something you need to be successful Uh, yeah i'm with you i'm i'm picking that up now too and uh i'm with you brew on the liking the idea of seasonal beers yeah because if everything is available year round, you suffer from oversaturation where everything becomes boring. Yeah, you get bored. You don't have anything new to look forward to. Totally. I remember being excited for Oktoberfest. Oh, sure. You know, Every Newcastle year. experimented with doing seasonals. One of them was amazing. They all tasted like Newcastle with a little extra flavor or a little less flavor, depending on what they were. Yeah. But they're, I wouldn't call it an Oktoberfest because it was still Newcastle, mm. but infused with a little bit of chocolate and maybe a little more malty and i thought that one was really successful but other than that obviously you don't see newcastle seasonals in our area so had a brief newcastle phase that was mixed with amstel i still like an amstel i never drank amstel it's not bad it's not too late (laughs) (laughs) but just because something's a global brand doesn't mean it's bad it's an understandable expectation that when something gets too popular it starts to suffer in quality. It, it is inevitable. I don't care what you say. Sierra Nevada is good beer. Some mm-hmm. are better than others, blah, blah, blah. It's my favorite big company. And like, you know, whatever. So, Blindside, 2021. Ooh. What are we predicting? Uh, bleeding asses and <laughs> dumb asses doing other things. <laughs> anyway, I hope, it's, uh, I hope it just kind of evens out. That's, that's my hope. Right. Uh, it's going to be a while. I feel like burping. Do what you got to do. No, it's not there yet. It's just there. But I believe it's not, in you. It's not coming out. I feel like if you if you said you feel like doing it and it doesn't happen, you did you really feel like doing it? <laughs> hey. <laughs> nice one. I'm good. <laughs> Jay. We're just making this worse. You're going to have to cut so much out of this last segment. Yeah. I totally get it. I get it. I we get suck it. right now. All right. Dude, this fizzy lifting drink is fucking driving me. <laughs> or I mean the drink. <laughs> oh, boy. What if we are, we, are we still recording? Are we off? No, no we're, we're not still off. recording. I got to do my thing. We're done. What's their website? We're done, right? Navigationbrewing.com. All right, everybody. Navigationbrewing.com. Thank you. All right, here we go. I encourage all of you to go to Navigation Brewing and 
say hi to PJ and the team. You can go and check out what's on tap on their website at navigationbrewing.com. If you enjoyed this episode, we would certainly appreciate it if you subscribed. You can visit us on the interwebs at draftbastards.podbean.com or on Facebook and Instagram at draftbastards, all one word. Drop us a like and say hey. And as always, please support your local brewery. Happy New Year. Papa Bowie!